0: This is turned by grace too with Catherine Elizabeth and um, the chapter we're in in Isaiah today is Isaiah fifty six and actually the beginning of fifty seven. The headings in the ESV are Israel's irresponsible leaders and Israel's futile idolatry. Now there's a there's a passage after that that talks about comfort, and it's it's a beautiful passage. We're going to get to that, but today, today we need to see what is going on in Israel in the time of Isaiah, that the Temple of Solomon, which was dedicated to the Lord, it was supposed to be a place where everybody could pray toward that temple, and it be a place of restoration. Was destroyed where the Ark of the Covenant is no longer a part of their history where um, the there was just extreme cruelty by Babylon particularly the second time why did this happen What was going on in Israel? God's chosen people for this to happen. So in Isaiah 56, 9 through 12, All you beasts of the field come to devour all you beasts in the forest. His watchmen are blind. They are all without knowledge. They are all silent dogs. They cannot bark, dreaming, lying down, loving to slumber. The dogs have a mighty appetite. They never have enough but they are shepherds who have no understanding. They have all turned to their own way, each to his own gain, one and all. Come, they say, let me get wine, let us fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow will be like this day, great beyond measure. So what had happened is that you've got leaders who are more worried about what kind of day they're going to have and whether they have a good day than they are about leading a country. And they're not looking out for anybody but themselves. And they assume that because they have this stuff for today, they're going to have the stuff for tomorrow and the next day, just like today, based on nothing. There's no, um, there's no reason it should continue because they're not doing the oversight they need to do for this to be a sustainable thing. And in fact, they're doing everything they can do against it. They're paying attention to them. They're drinking wine. They're oblivious to the problems or the systems that need to be in place or praying to god and asking for wisdom they're choosing wine instead of wisdom so that's the first section the second one is chapter 57 the righteous man perishes and no one lays it to heart devout men are taken away while no one understands for the righteous man is taken away from calamity he enters into peace they rest in their beds who walk in their uprightness. But you draw near, sons of the sorceress, offspring of the adulterer and the loose woman. Whom are you mocking? Against whom do you open your mouth wide and stick out your tongue? Are you not children of transgression, the offspring of deceit? You who burn with lust among the oaks under every green tree, who slaughter your children in the valleys under the clefts of the rocks, Among the smooth stones of the valley is your portion. They, they are your lot. To them you have poured out a drink offering. You have brought a grain offering. Shall I relent for these things? On a high and lofty mountain you have set your bed, and there you went up to offer sacrifice. Behind the door and the doorpost you have set up your memorial. For, deserting me, you have uncovered your bed. You have gone up to it. You have made it wide. And you have made a covenant for yourself with them. You have loved their bed. You have looked on nakedness. You journeyed to the king with oil. And multiplied your perfumes. You sent your envoys off. Far off. And sent down even to Sheol. You were wearied with the length of your way. But you did not say it is hopeless. You found New life for your strength. And so you were not faint. Whom did you dread and fear so that you lied and did not remember me, did not lay it to heart? Have I not held my peace even for a long time? And you do not fear me. I will declare your righteousness and your deeds, but they will not profit you. When you cry out, let your collection of idols deliver you. The wind will carry them all off. A breath will take them away but he who takes refuge in me shall possess the land and shall inherit my holy mountain. So this is actually a pretty complex passage because of the customs at the time. And we don't have these same customs at this point in time in most of our society, although sadly enough, some of it's coming back. But God is saying that the righteous man perishes and no one is paying attention to that. But even if they perish in a day where it is so wicked, they are taken to peace, whereas the rest of the world is in the turmoil of people who have no intention of following God. And their method of sacrifice was actually um, to the dead in many cases. And he's talking about that their, their worship is just open random sex under every tree and the the children um were sacrificed in the valleys. So they went up to the high places, and it talks throughout the Old Testament, it talks about these high places. And they sacrificed various things to the gods of the Canaanites before that had been there before them. Um including their own children. And God had made very clear to Israel that Isaac had been redeemed. In fact, there was a special name for God, God will provide. And it meant that there was no need for any Israelite to ever sacrifice their children because God was their redeemer. And there was a special ceremony to take place in the temple for the firstborn to redeem them and to remind Israel of the fact that they had been freed from Egypt, but that Egypt had lost their firstborn to the death angel, but they were covered by the blood of the Lamb. So what God is telling them here is you are forsaking your entire history by doing what you're doing. And you've, you've, I mean, in verse 9 it says, You journeyed to the king with oil and multiplied your perfumes. You sent your envoys far off and sent down even to Sheol, even to the place of the dead. He's saying, you are asking for the advice of death and demons and spirits and dead people. You are courting the dead. Why would you do that? And not only that, but... Instead of coming to the common conclusion, and and this was a little bit of a problem with the Canaanite theology, and that was that they the phoenix, the story of the phoenix is actually from the Phoenicians, which were the Canaanites at the time, of the the bird dying and then coming back again, and their god did the same thing, um, and so what they were thinking. Is that only if I get this certain thing right is that going to happen to me and I've got to do this a certain way and blah, blah, blah. So they were trying to please spirits that were spirits of death. And rather than coming to the conclusion of it is hopeless, which is really what they should have come, you found new life for your strength. They would keep reviving the story again and again rather than turning to God. Verse 11, Whom did you dread and fear so that you lied and did not remember me, did not lay it to heart? Have I not held my peace even for a long time and you do not fear me? I will declare your righteousness and your deeds, but they will not profit you. So he's saying, I can declare everything you've done right. But I'm going to tell you it's a really short list. And that's not the way this works. When you cry out, when you figure out that checkboxes are not going to do it, and that all of this stuff going on just leads to more death when you cry out let your collection of idols deliver you and what's going to happen is the wind or the spirit will carry them all off a breath again or a spirit will take them away but and here's the interesting thing about god's word most of the time when you see that In English literature of any kind, it says it contradicts what comes before. And normally it's a negative, like positive, 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 but negative, which negates everything before. In God's word, it's negative, 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 but whatever God is going to do to redeem anything out of a hopeless situation. And that's very true here. But he who takes refuge in me shall possess the land and shall inherit my holy mountain. There's so much going on around us today that is just investing in death. And I pray that we have discernment. And we know the difference. And that when we realize we're going down a path that is just hopeless, that we call it what it is, hopeless. And we turn to the Lord and say, wait, your paths are not hopeless. So therefore I'm going down the wrong path. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Set my feet in the right direction and create in me a pure heart, O Lord my God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm fifty one. So I I just I just pray in Jesus' name that we that we look at what's going on and realize that we can repeat the mistakes of the past, or we can move forward to new places, led by God's Spirit. Remember, God loves you. May God bless you and and proclaim His excellencies, remembering that you are one of His excellencies. Have a great day. This is Train by Grace 2. And if you're listening to this podcast, I wanted to say thank you. And there are various things you can do as a next step. Number one, if you need to know more about Jesus being your Savior and Lord, please... Get a hold of me via email at TrainedByGrace2, all one word, TrainedByGrace2, Trained, T-R-A-I-N-E-D, by Grace2, at gmail.com, and put in the subject line podcast um, for all of these options. So if you need to know more about Jesus, please get a hold of me, or someone you know who knows Christ. Um if you would like to be part of this prog- podcast, Proclaiming His Excellencies, you can put subject line podcast, would like to be part of Proclaiming God's Excellencies. If you would like to have a resource, have a Bible sent to you, please put that in the email. If you have a prayer request, put that in the email. So thank you for getting in touch with me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And may you be blessed um, and know Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And remember, you are one of God's excellences.